0: You are listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. We are talking this hour with Metro Detroit voters about the choices that they are about to make in just 11 days when we all go to the polls for election 2020. Uh, We want to hear from you as well, listeners. Uh, What are you thinking about with 11 days left, what did uh, you think of last night's debate, the last debate between President Trump and Joe Biden? Did, there, did you hear something? Did you see something that made you make your decision? Uh, or have you already made your decision in the presidential race? We also want to hear from folks about this Senate race here in Michigan, which uh, some polls say is pretty tight. Uh, Senator Gary Peters facing re-election for the first time, and John James, who challenged Senator Debbie Stabenow two years ago, is now challenging Gary Peters uh, for his seat. Um, What do you think about that race, uh, and have you seen anything, heard anything that's made you make up your mind There, as always, the number here on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag us. And we'll try to work you into the conversation. I also want to welcome two more voters to the conversation here. Uh, Larry Luzon is a voter from Sterling Heights. Larry, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you very much. And Jacqueline Guzzo is a voter from northern Macomb County, Chesterfield Township. Uh, Jacqueline, welcome to Detroit Today.
1: Good morning, Stephen. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. So
0: let's start with uh, you guys telling us a little about yourselves. Uh, Jacqueline, I'll start with you.
1: Uh, Good morning. I am um, born and raised from Michigan. I love our state. I'm proud of our state. I am the oldest of three children. I am married to my high school sweetheart. We have two teenage boys. I work for um, our family company. It has been in business for many, many years, and it is automotive-related. And um, I am... Just ready for this election to be over. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think a lot of people can relate to that, <laughs> Jacqueline. I think everybody's a little tired, not just of the politics, but uh, of the context, right? The, the environment where all this is happening, yeah. where, where we've had such a long and, and difficult, uh, difficult year. Uh, Larry Luzon, tell us a little about yourself.
2: Um, yeah, so uh, I grew up in Roseville, uh, same, love the, love the state of Michigan, uh, and Jacqueline, I, I, I met and married my junior high sweetheart yeah. in Roseville, so we spent uh, 30 years in Shelby Township where we raised uh, three kids, they're all adults now, uh, which gives us three, ge- three grandchildren and seven eights, I say, so we have one knocking at the door. Um, as a family, we've been lucky, we had the opportunity to live in Japan, uh, I also traveled internationally uh, for business and spent a lot of time in Europe. So kind of from that experience, it's important to me on how America is perceived as a global leader. And I guess right now I'm not, not all that happy with it. My friends are teasing me. So, uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, politically, I- I'm a solid fence walker, I guess, uh, conservative on fiscal issues, but progressive on social issues like right to life. And I um, kind of find myself on the Democratic side of things lately. So and that's, that's kind of where I've been. And, and like Jacqueline, I, I am ready for this to be over.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so let's get right to it. Uh, what decisions have you made about your ballot uh, for the November 3rd elections, which are now, again, just a few days away? Jacqueline, what are you, what are you thinking about here?
1: Uh, I, well, I already know I will be voting again for President Trump. Um, I will be voting for John James. Um, I, I am really tired of career politicians. Um, I, I don't think that a politician should be making millions of dollars a year as a public servant. So I think we need, um, some new faces and, um, some some new some new perspective instead of the same old uh, corrupt perspective.
0: Hmm. So so Jacqueline, uh, that vote that you plan to cast for President Trump is interesting in part because of the way that you voted in the past. Uh, yeah. Talk about um, who you voted for uh, for president in two thousand eight and two thousand twelve.
1: So I've always been, um, an independent that tends to lean, uh, more left. I too, like Larry, I believe in, um, you know, I, I think that the government needs to stay out of some things and it needs to be involved in other things. Um, so I voted for Obama twice. Um, the first time I was extremely confident, I thought we were going to get the change. I thought he was going to make this big, huge difference. Um, Four years in, I was still confident. And it was his second term that kind of strayed me away um, and left me with some disappointment and some questions. Um, Mainly Obamacare. I think it's a big failure. Um, I did vote for Trump in 2016. And I did vote for, uh, Gretchen in, um, what would have been 2018, 2018. Sure. Yeah. And, um, now I'm finding that I'm leaning a little more right. Um, there's just some things that I see going on that I just don't agree with. And, um, some, some control issues that I don't agree with as an American citizen. Hmm. Um, uh, Can you tell me about, you say this
0: thing's going on that you don't agree with. Can you tell me what those things are? Uh,
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just think, um, uh, you know, for one, the way she handled the pandemic, you know, so many people lost jobs, so many small businesses. I come from a small business family. So I understand that it's more than just um, that family that is being fed, that owns the business. There are employees that are being fed um, and shutting certain businesses down and deciding what is essential and what is not essential is not is not something that I think the government should be involved in every job to me is essential every paycheck is essential so certain things like that um you know i think i think i think you can get too much control and i think you can take advantage of it regardless if you're a politician anybody it can happen to anybody
0: mm-hmm. uh, okay larry luzon tell us what your ballot is going to look like In just a few days so it's
2: it's funny um because jack and i have the exact same thoughts i mean i i I could have just spoke everything that she did so i'll ditto it all only i'm making the opposite choices when it when it comes to the ballot um i think it's about checks and balances for me and also the grandchildren so I'm, i'm starting to lean the other way um so I guess, though, for the same reasons, but I'm, I'm making decisions to go the other way. I don't like the de- de- decisiveness and um, the fighting, the bipartisan, you, you know, I, it's just, I don't know, it's, it's crazy to me. I've never seen it like this before. Uh, so I want to change for the same reasons. But again, checks and balance, I see the Supreme Court and things like that moving too far right, too far left. And again, I'm, I'm comfortable in the middle. And um, you know, I, I think it's I'll be voting mostly all Democratic, um, you, you know, th- just to either save that or, or change it back over for a little while.
0: Hmm. Hmm. And and Larry, what are the what are the specific kind of issues that are really driving your 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 choices this year? Is it is it the president himself and the things that he says and does? I talked to a lot of people. We just don't like the way he comports himself in, in the role. Is it that, or is it the substantive things that have uh, been done? You, you know, I
2: hate to say it, but it is that. I, I dislike the guy. And I, that's, It shouldn't be emotional, right? I should look at more substance. I, I like what he's done with things like NAFTA. But, um, yeah, having traveled globally, it's just um, I, I feel that America has a place in the global market and, um, you know, it's important that we have a leader that represents this country the way that I feel it should be represented. And, and maybe that's that's kind of personal and emotional. But hmm. yeah, I, I just um, yeah, it, it's more about that. I, I just not a, a, a real fan of Trump. I kind of see him as approaches as, as a bully most of the time. And I kind of like more teamwork. And it, it's all the fighting that I don't like, you know, so I see Biden as, as pressing it that way. Although I will say that neither candidate really helps me drive my 30 year plan for my children and stuff so you know I'll be voting for Biden but I'm I guess I'm not all that happy about that either
0: mm-hmm. uh, again 3135771019 uh, is the number on the phones here we would love to hear from you our listeners about what you're thinking about as we get closer to election day you can also go to facebook or Twitter, put your comments there and uh, we'll try to work them into the conversation. Uh, let's go to Gene in Detroit. Gene, welcome to the show. You there, Gene? I think Gene is not listening to the, to the, to the telephone. Gene, call us back uh, when, you, when you finish whatever conversation you are having there. Uh, let's go to Marge in Macomb Township. Marge, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Hey.
1: How are you? I'm
2: very glad to hear the different points of view. I'm sort of, with the uh, Senate race, John James seems so nice and good, but I have no idea what he stands for. I know what he's against, but I have no idea what his plans are. He says, I'm for education, and it's all right if we're having a $100 million uh, cut to education. I, I, hmm. I want to know what his plans are.
0: Yeah, Marge, that's something I hear a lot about John James, and I have the same frustrations. I was part of a Detroit Regional Chamber panel where we talked with both John James and Gary Peters, asked both of them pretty specific questions about uh, what their plans are and what they believe in. And John was evasive a lot of the time, especially on health care, where he has called uh, the Affordable Care Act a monstrosity and said he wants to repeal it. But he also says he wants to retain uh, protections for people with pre-existing conditions. And when you press him on that and ask him how that would happen if you repealed the law, he doesn't have a lot to say. And I think that's uh, I think that's a legitimate frustration that that some voters are having with with that campaign this close to the election not having uh, an answer to that um larry uh, luzon and jacqueline guzzo i'd love to hear what you guys are thinking about that uh, jacqueline you said you plan to vote for for john james tell me why
1: uh again it, it for me um I, I'm always I never vote the party. I really um, I think parties divide. I think race divides, I think um, sex divides. I, I think So for me, it's about the person and um, And like Larry said, it's about checks and balances for me. It really is. I believe that every politician should have the opposite. Party there to not allow the the overpowerment of government. So for me, um, John James is a fresh face, a fresh face that I can hopefully trust. I, I think we say that about every politician going in. Um, and I, I think I think we need more checks and balances. So I think uh, having a Democrat in one seat and a Republican in another seat.
0: You're talking about the, the two Senate seats that we have, but, but you realize that, that Republicans are in charge of the Senate right now. So that adding a a Republican vote doesn't really, I mean, that that doesn't add a check to that. Right. Right. But
1: I'm saying like our governor is a Democrat. Mm -hmm. So that's where the balance comes in for me.
0: Mm. Okay. Uh, Larry Luzon, tell me what you think about this race between Gary Peters and John James, and uh, what you think about uh, James and his inability or his unwillingness to talk about a lot of specifics.
2: Yeah, and so that's what steered me the other way. I, you know, Democrat or not, and again, I'm looking at the checks and balances. I I think I, I guess I was leaning towards a Democrat anyhow, but um, his record is there, Peters, and it's, it's, it's out there where you can see it. And yeah, I, I'm just unsure um, on the other side of things. And it's funny how I guess this started back in maybe the Obama era, but when did they stop running as Democrats and Republicans? They used to be proud of that. And that, <laughs> now they seem to, you don't know who's the, sometimes That's interesting. you have to kind of really listen and figure out who, who the hell is one is the other, you know? So um, yeah, I'll be, uh, but again, I, I echo, uh, Jacqueline's concerns, you know, but again, I'm, I'm, I'm just picking on the other side, though.
0: Mm. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with our two voters from Macomb County about uh, how they're thinking about things uh, in advance of uh, November 3rd. We'll also continue to hear from you, Matt in Dearborn, uh, Chris in Macomb Township, we'll get to you if you want to join them. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones, or go to Facebook or Twitter and put comments there. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today.
2: WDET delivers trusted news, inclusive conversations, and cultural experiences that empower the community. 1019 WDET,
0: Detroit's NPR station. This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. And as always, thanks for tuning in. We're talking with voters this hour about what their choices look like ahead of the November 3rd elections. And with us now is Larry Luzon, a voter from Sterling Heights in Macomb County. Uh, Also with us is Jacqueline Guzzo, a voter from northern Macomb County up in Chesterfield Township. Macomb County, of course, played a huge role in the outcome of the presidential election four years ago. We're talking to them about what they plan to do in 2020. And, of course, we want to hear from you. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Also, go to Facebook or Twitter, put comments there, and we can work them into the conversation. Uh, before we get back to listeners, uh, Jacqueline, I want to follow up on something you talked about um, and, and your choice for president uh, this time. You said you voted for Donald Trump in 2016 and you're going to vote for him uh, again this time. And I, I want to ask you what your reaction is to some of the really awful things that this president has said especially about race i mean this is somebody who saw a clan rally in virginia and said well i saw pe- good people on both sides of that issue this is someone who has been during the campaign talking about cory booker uh the black senator from new jersey uh bringing black people to the suburbs, uh, scaring uh, white voters in the suburbs with that kind of rhetoric. This was somebody who, when they asked him about white supremacy during the first debate, wouldn't come out and just say, hey, look, that's an insane idea. And I guess guess what I want to say to you is, if there were a candidate who were saying things about white people— uh or catholics or any uh demographic in that way if it were a a category that defined me or didn't that would be a deal breaker i would say you know what we we can't do that we can't have the leader of this country lean in to the thing that has for uh, the entirety of this country's existence Meant oppression and difficulty. so, so I, I I guess I just wonder how that figures into your decision making.
1: Uh, I'll be the first to admit that Trump says quite a few things that make people cringe, um myself included. Um, <clears throat> however, for me, I think um he is saying what a lot of people are thinking. But afraid to say, I also think um, we need a leader that is not afraid to stand up to other countries. That's not going to back down. That's not, you know, that's a bit narcissistic. I think. Um, I also think, like, for, for me, president of the United States is a is like a boss. You you do not want to have somebody running your business that everybody likes there needs to be somebody in charge that people are a little bit afraid of um, that. They, they need to have um, respect for, that they need to be able to know that if they make a mistake, there's going to be a consequence. So for me, Donald Trump is the person and, and, and Biden very well could have had my vote. Um, However, Kamala Harris scares me. She scares me very much. And so with her on his ticket, it's an automatic out for me. She scares Where? you. She scares me. She does scare me. Why? She scares me. Um, I think she's one of those people that will stab you with a smile on her face. And that scares me. Um, but but again,
0: the, the, the president has said these things often with a smile on his face, about African-Americans, about brown people in this country,
1: Uh, about immigrants. That doesn't bother you. I think we can go back and say the same thing about Joe Biden.
0: No, we can't. No, we cannot. We cannot. That's not true, Jacqueline. That's not true. We can't. uh, Joe Biden has never said the things that President Trump has said. Never. And, and even if it did, this idea that it doesn't matter is what I guess I'm trying to get you to, to explain to me. Why, why doesn't that, which affects me and my children and my family, my community, why doesn't that matter more in your choice?
1: Uh, uh, probably because it doesn't directly affect me. There are bigger issues for me, um, economic issues, uh, education issues that affect me more.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's a very honest answer, Jacqueline. and I really appreciate you saying that. I think that's part of the problem, though. I think that is uh, part of what maintains systemic inequality in this country is that white people don't prioritize uh, getting rid of it uh, as well as much as as much as they should and and I, I I know I feel it probably feels like I'm picking on you here, Jacqueline i'm I'm really not i I really love that you came on the show and I love how honest uh, you're being but but I really wanted to drill down on that question because I think it really is at the crux of what divides us in this country right now. It's not just different points of view. it's how we prioritize the issues and and think about uh, things like uh, like inequality. So, Jacqueline, I really uh, want to give you a lot of credit for for standing in and and telling me uh, what you what what you think about that. Uh, Larry Luzon, I'd I'd also love to hear what you think about those kinds of things and those kinds of issues.
2: Yeah, there. Um, so, as a sixty-two-year-old white guy, um, I think you may be surprised, but I do see inequality and systemic racism, and and it's been here forever. Um, you know, you could see it growing up in Roseville, and, and especially in Shelby, it, it's just there. It's at work. It's it's everywhere. And I think this president has has done a lot to um, pour pour gas on the fire. You know, and Jack and I really agree with one thing that you said, and, and that's what kind of scares me is that Trump is saying what's on everybody else's mind, and that that's scary. Um, the fact that uh, you see these groups and, and and forming, you know, in the right and the left, and and I, I find myself alone on, on the fence, uh, you know, in the middle anymore. So, um, yeah, that 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 kind of scares me. It's not the environment that I want my grandchildren growing up in, and um, I think it's a long term solution. And and I do too. I, I vote for candidates who are going to take care of my short term problems infrastructure we'll say mm-hmm. fix the damn roads you know um See. and you're right we don't we don't have a plan we don't have a, a plan as a society and someone a leader who who's helping us with that plan to uh you know get to the moon you know before the decade is out and and really work on this this issue in in the US of inequality but uh yeah but i agree and and i you know i i think the scary thing is is that he is saying what's, what's probably on mm-hmm. most people's minds. And that, that's a little scary.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, OK, we're, we're going to run out of time. But before we do, I want to know how you guys have decided to vote. Are you absentee voting or are you going to the polls the way I am just because uh, that's the way we like to do it here in the United States? And I don't I don't <laughs> want to do it a different way. Uh, Jacqueline, how, how are you going to cast your ballot this year?
1: I will be at the polls November 3rd, probably <laughs> one of the first few in line that morning.
0: <laughs> Good for you. Uh, all right, Larry, what what do you uh, plan to do? I am such a chicken. Yeah, I'm going to go
2: vote in person, but yeah. I'm going to do it next week. And I, I like the idea of being able to really take my time and do some research and, and vote the issues. So um, I, I'll be voting next week. Yeah.
0: Okay, Larry Luzon and Jacqueline Guzzo, thank you both very much for being part of the show today. It was really great to have you here. Yeah,
2: it was nice. Thank you very
0: much. Thank you. Okay, okay, that's going to do it for us today. I'll be back on Monday. Latino USA host Maria Jose is going to join me to talk about the Latino vote in the U.S. and the issues that are top of mind in that community ahead of November 3rd, one of my favorite Guest to have here on the show. Very excited about having her back. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's NPR station, your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again on Monday.